0: It is so great to be here. Your yeah. your pastor has been way, way too gracious in the sense of, uh, you know, out taking time out. This is this is the most important thing that we have to do, and that is encourage the church of God. We we get um, we get to do this. My wife and I do, we do travel a lot. Um, last year we travelled two hundred and sixty nights. Um, and so we're away from home. We've got a couple of grandkids. I'll introduce you to them in a moment. Not, they're not here, they're on the screen. But um, sometimes people say with all the jet lag and all that kind of stuff, how do you cope? H- how do you cope with, with all of that? Um, a, it's what we're called to and we, we, we love the opportunity to do it. But secondly, quite simply, three bottles a day, three bottles a day really helps. A few nervous laughs on the front row. <laughs> Um, the first bottle is 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 Vicine because I I get bloodshot eyes because of all the time changes and so forth. Um, secondly, uh, nasal spray because I'm in air conditioning planes all the time breathing other people's air, and uh, so that just keeps my head clear. But the third thing that uh, that really that really helps, and this is a bit embarrassing actually, but um, some time ago my wife, you know, because we're in and out of hotel rooms all the time. Um, and i have no proof of this but but she she made the bold assertion that i snore and uh like i said no proof there's no proof to that but um i've never heard it and uh so i thought because having been married to my beautiful wife actually stand up and say hi babe um for 36 years and uh we got married at very young no no um, and, and so I was in a, in, a, uh, in a big pharmacy, one of the big CVC pharmacies in the US, and I came across this little thing, it's, it's called Snore Stop, some of you ladies want to take notes on this, Snore Stop, and it's shaped like a fire, little fire uh, kind of extinguisher, and I thought I will give this a go. Like, I'll give this a go. My wife has expressed her concern that just, like, I'm sure, like, maybe once in 10 years, like just a little, you know, just that, that would probably all it is. But, but notwithstanding that little, I, I just, I thought I'll give, it a, I'll give it a try. So I didn't want to go live with it. So I was just by myself and I thought, I'll give this a try. So I put it up my nose and it nearly burnt the inside of my brains out. And I thought, no wonder you don't snore. There's nothing left inside your head to snore with. And then I read the instructions that said, spray it in your throat. Um, <laughs> true story. True story. <laughs> so here's the thing. I do believe I got a word from God for you. And I, I, I don't say that lightly. I mean, any word in the Bible is, can be a word from God. But I, 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 I heard some things in the First service that really encouraged me in the sense of just that not only the beautiful diversity maybe a little a little taste of heaven you know we had um, we had uh, Ca- brother Caribbean here and uh, and and Italian and and uh, is, was it Ghanaian Nigerian and and uh, and we had Portuguese and Indian and uh, and and to be sure to be sure Irish right here. Irish. And now you're even accepting an Aussie. You guys are stooping the bottom of the barrel right there. But not only that, but I, I really, I do believe that, that there's a generational yeah. thing on this church. Yeah. You know, there's, I, I just met um, your youth pastor, um, also from the Car- Car- Caribbean, or they say Caribbean in America, um, and uh, doing a great job there. So, but you're not a next generation church. Yeah. You're a generations church. Yeah. Where those with grey hair and no hair hold hands across the, 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 the span of time, everyone say time, with, with those that are, that, have, that, that, are, that are coming through in that next generation. It's a really, really beautiful thing. Speaking of generations, we're not only parents, we've got a 34-year-old, 32- and 30-year-old, they're not kids anymore, they're kid-ults, because sometimes you, know, you never stop being mum and dad, never stop dish, dishing out, but uh, uh, we've got grandkids. So this is our little granddaughter, Aubrey Harper. Uh, Yeah, I think those wings are real. They were born, she was born with them. And little Frederick and Montague. How's that for English? Um, Freddie and Monty. Uh, In fact, Valerie is from, she she is an English rose. Uh, She's from Cheltenham in Gloucestershire originally, uh, proper posh. And... uh, And so um, I snatched my English rose and uh, she came out to Australia when she was about 10 years of age. So that's Freddie and Monty. Um, Grandkids make you do crazy stuff. Um, I was in Mexico City recently, and rather than pass by a dude dressed up as bobblehead Batman, I had to get a, a, a selfie with him, and, uh, and, and my, my little Freddie was so blessed by that. In fact, he was really even more blessed by the fact that I'm best friends and on the Christmas card list for Buzz Lightyear, um, and, uh, but that's the cheapest that they will cost you, um, we have a little sports car that I bought as a bit of a midlife crisis about five years ago, and, uh, but it was too small in the back to, to fit the car seat. So I was looking for another car, checked out some four-wheel drives. Uh, this one took my eye. The salesman saw that I loved it and he said, hey, hey, why don't you take it for a spin? And I said, look, I've got a time problem. i got to pick my wife up. He said, take it overnight. I went, "Ooh, I may not bring it back. He said, in fact, in fact, really drive it. Like I said, really? He said, take it through the National Park and just take it for a spin. So I picked my wife up we are, and, and, and we're driving through the National Park near our home and it's going dusk, right? It's, it's getting dark. And, uh, and, and we're just having a fantastic time. Came around a curve and a grey a gray flash came out from the bushes. A kangaroo cleaned up the front of the car that I didn't even own. And uh, so I took it back the next day. And I said, good news and bad news, boys. I love the car. Secondly, it's not quite in the same state that you gave it to me yesterday. <laughs> honestly, I'm just I'm glad it's one of, not one of those kangaroos that are on steroids. It would have cleaned the whole thing up. <laughs> as, we were, as we were talking, and I, I look, honestly, fellas, hear me now. I wanted the black one with the black wheels. It was 007 Schmick, right? And uh, my wife wanted the white one. I asked this to the congregation in the, in the first service. Which one do you think we end up buying? <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, I was about to sign the black one. The, the salesman came in and interrupted me. I said, dude, you're a salesman. I'm about to buy a car. Get out of here. And he went, no, no, no. I was talking to the boss. We would love you to have the white one in, in brackets, the one you just trashed. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and and so I smelt something on. I, I said, "I said, how badly do you want me to have the white one?" He said, "Well, eight thousand dollars discount, and we'll fix the white one as new." I said, "You put them black wheels on that white car. You got yourself a deal." I call it my kangaroo discount, right? For you guys, it would be deer if you're out, in a, or something out, in a, out out in the out of the woods. But here's the thing: that kangaroo came out like stealth. Everyone say stealth. It's, it's, it's the, word, the root word is steal. It's sti- to steal. John 10.10 10 says the enemy comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. That kangaroo came out like stealth and, and cleaned up the front of the car. Um, no big drama, smash repair, repair shop it was all okay. Here's the reality. There is, there is an enemy of your soul. And he's coming out like stealth to blind you, not to just mess your car up, but actually to get you off track with your generational destiny. And we're going to have a chat about that for a little bit this morning. I actually believe, I actually believe that 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 God has put something here that that I I believe there are some things right now that the enemy is concocting. And honestly, I'm not all about the devil, but he's concocting to get you off track. There are some things that you're musing over right now that, that are not consistent with God's dream and, and generational plan for your life. And, and today, God is going to give you the, the wisdom, the insight and the grace to say enough is enough. Grace is not just about, about salvation. Grace is about empowering you with, with, with the authority of God's Word to see those things that would stand in the way of God's plan, absolutely removed from your life. Come on, anyone say amen to that? Come with me to Proverbs chapter 13. Proverbs chapter 13. You doing good? Proverbs 13. It says this in verse 22. A good man, everyone say a good good man, leaves an inheritance to his children's children. So it's not just your kids, it's actually your grandkids. And, and inheritance is not just money or property. Inheritance is everything. It's, it's the legacy, it's the character, it's the reputation, it's the name, it's the, it's the faith investment of them seeing you build a life in Jesus' name. You see, many of us in life, we can't control our history. We can't control our past. For some of you in your past, there there was there was marriage breakdown marriage breakdown marriage breakdown but God has given this opportunity for you to literally change the generational impact for some of you it was it was chemical dependency chemical dependency chemical de- boom God has put you here right now for such a time as this and i want you to focus up on the here and now in light of what God wants to do Through generations. See, God God calls Himself a generational God. He calls Himself the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So, God is actually interested not just in you and yours, even your pain right now, even the, the isolation and loneliness right now, even the financial hardship right now. Even the, even the physical diagnosis right now. It's not that God's not interested in that, but He wants to see you to see that in the context of generational blessing and favour. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about just for a few minutes. Come with me to Genesis chapter 49. I think there's a verse maybe on the screen here. Um, just going to read you a couple of verses. Genesis 49 verse 29. And then he said, This is, this is Jacob just before he was about to die it says then he gave them these instructions I'm about to be gathered to my people so that's very a very nice bible speak for I'm about to turn up my toes I'm about to as we'd say in Australia about to cark it everyone say cark it about to die right so he's saying it just before that." so this is an important moment there's an epicness about this moment he says, bury me with my fathers in the field, sorry, in the cave in the field of Ephron the Hittite, in the cave of the field of Machpelah near Mamre and Canaan, which Abraham bought along with the field as a burial place uh, from Ephron the Hittite. And then he, here's these three phrases I want you to hear. First of all, Abraham and Sarah were buried there. Now, even if you don't know the Bible very well, and you might say, man, I don't know any of this stuff. I wouldn't know where to start. Hey. All good. You say, oh, this is the first time I've been here. Join the club. I've never been here either. So, so this, I love this about, about Pastor Mark and Kathy and the team. That they want you to be able to start where you're at. And God doesn't say, hey, here's the bar. You've got to be a goody two-shoes. You've got to have all your life sorted out. And then come to church and I'll talk to you. No, no, God says, come just as you are. Yeah, amen. Come just as you are. We are so delighted that you're here you know it's not long ago I can remember uh, I'm not a, I'm a first generation Christian as is my wife I got a bit of a religious background there but no, I never I never knew that you could actually know Jesus personally it's not so long ago that I was rolling out of bars at 4 a.m 3 a.m probably five and six nights a week that's months ago now though I'm feeling much much better no many many years ago and so I'm, I'm acutely aware of, of, of what you were saying before about, about where Jesus has taken me from. And so it's in a sense with that brokenness and privilege that I even get to open God's Word with you today. So I don't think that anyone in this place is pointing the finger based upon what you have or you haven't done. We're just glad you're here. And at the end of the service, I'm going to pray for everyone. Right front to the back, on either side, in the middle, who would say, Michael, you know what? I'm I'm sick and tired of just bumping along the bottom spiritually. I want to rise up and be all that God has called me Amen. to be. And so and we're gonna do some business with God. And I am so I can't almost can't I just wanna go there, right? I'm so excited about what God is gonna do in us as we take that moment. But let's let's open God's word here. These three phrases, Abraham and Sarah, they were big hitters. It says something about this designated burial plot. It's actually for heavy hitters. Uh, in Israel, it was really important where you got buried. I mean, more than just the Catholic part of the cemetery and the, and the Church of England part of the cemetery, this is like, this is the, there's this cave that was bought by Abraham. There's a sense of like, ah, it, like it's, it's a really important place. And then, and then Isaac and Rebekah were buried there as well. So again, of the Abraham, Isaac and Jacob fame. And then this is Jacob talking. And you could almost miss this. And it says, there I buried Leah. Big deal. Like she's, she's your wife? Of course you would. But until you know the backstory, it, it doesn't have the strength and import that there was. See, if I go back and unpack that a little bit for you. Jacob was, was by a well, he's single, he's looking for a wife and, and, and so the, the, there's this millstone on top of the well. He unstops the well, or sorry, takes the millstone off so that the, 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 the sheep and the cattle can actually get watered that day. This beautiful girl, not my words, Bible words, called Rachel comes into the scene. Now, we know that she's beautiful because the Bible says... That she was beautiful of form and appearance. That's what the Bible says. And so he saw her. He was smitten from the moment he saw her. I think he might have said something like, Hubba hubba, hubba hubba, hallelujah. There she is. He went to her father and says, y- y- Your daughter Rachel, she is, she, she, she's got such a good personality. I really love her. Dad was a trickster. And Dad Laban says, you can have her as your wife if you work for me for seven years as he twirled his curled up waxed moustache. I made that up. So, so he loves her so much, he decides to, to enter the bargain. I think, ladies, ladies, look, look, look. I think that would sort the men out from the boys, don't you? Yeah. Some young guy comes along, schmoozes you. Your dad says, work for me for seven years. Ah, She's not that good looking after all. Just saying, just saying. Um, well, he, he, he was, that's how smitten he was. No problem. So he does the seven-year uh, stipend and, uh, and, and the, the wedding night arrives. Now, it's a family show here. I, you know, I'm going to be dispensed with any details. But the, 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 the wedding night's there. They're in their tent. It's dark. She's got a veil on. They have the wedding night. All clear? Got, got it? Got it Got it good? In the morning, the sun's out, the veil's off. He rolls over. Ah! It's not Rachel. Dad's done a switcheroo with Leah, the older daughter. And so, and so he's consummated the marriage with the, wrong, with the wrong person. He goes to Dad and says, dude, Dad, dude, dude, whoever you are, Laban, you've duped me. Dad, dude, you've duped me. What's going on? He said, yeah, I know. He said, but you can't have the younger one getting married first. It's not good, good good, for our custom and so forth. And he says, i tell you what, I'll do you another deal as he curls his wax moustache. He says, if you've got a wax moustache, no problem. I want to I see it later. It looks awesome, I'm sure. Um, and, and, he, and, and, so, and so he says, work for me for another seven years and I'll give you both package deal. And so he does this. So he really loves Rachel. Like he's besotted with her. 14 years, hard labour, in order to win the hand of this this young lady. So here's the deal. Here's the problem. Poor Leah. She's in her tent, already feeling rejected. The Bible makes it very, very clear. In fact, it specifically says it. He loved Rachel and he did not love Leah. Rachel, as I said, I've already said what that means. Beautiful of form and appearance. The best that it can say about Leah is she was dim or dull eyed. And so, and so she does what she can do. In fact, God saw, took pity on her and opened her womb. Rachel at the time, note this, was barren. She might've been beautiful, but she was barren. And, and Leah starts having kids. Now back in the day, Name, you named something with special meaning and intent. Name and nature were, were, were the same kind of thing. And, uh, and so the first child that Jacob and Leah have is Reuben. And Reub- the word Reuben means behold, look, a son. Now, now you can see something going on here as she's kind of t- trying to do a swifty on God. God, I gave the dude a son. Jacob a son, now will you move on his heart so that he loves me? Uh, Didn't work. The second child they had was Simeon. Simeon means heard by God. Heard by God. Can you hear my prayer? Surely now my husband's going to love me. Uh, Didn't work. The third son they named Levi, which means attached or connected Now will my husband be attached to me. Finally it's almost as if she throws in the towel from trying to do it in her own strength, and she names her fourth son Judah, which means praise the Lord anyway. I said it in the first service, and I thought it was just for then. Someone came up to me at the end and said, My gosh, that was for me. I actually believe there are some people here today that you're in the midst of a battle, a wrestle with God. And there's contrary, contrary winds to you right now. And, and you, you, you've been trying to work it out. And, and obviously we need to work and we need to, but you've been trying to work it out. And frankly, he, you, you're losing some sleep over this thing. And I just think that the word of the Lord to you, it's time to fly the white flag of self-reliance and basically say, praise the Lord anyway. As you praise God, as you magnify Him, God's gonna minimise the circumstance. He's gonna increase your capacity and minimise the circumstance that's happening over your life. There's a word for someone here. Someone came to me in the first service and and had had a a really horrific diagnosis and, and, and he was crying and he said, that's a word for me. For someone here, it's a financial issue. Someone else here, there's a lower back pain that, that is hot, that is keeping you awake at night, like it's excruciating. Someone else here, there's a, there's a ringing in the ears that is actually a really, like it's, it's, it's driving you crazy. Someone else here, I don't need to be a prophet for this, but your marriage is, 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 is bumping along the bottom. No one knows about it, but you're aware that, that, that there's very hard times. You haven't been talking, like, I want to really declare over you the breakthrough and the freedom of God. God is no less able to continue the generational destiny over you and your life despite what is happening right now. But I believe your response to that is a huge part to unlocking what heaven has for you. i I got more to preach, but I just feel to stop for a minute. Is this okay? Just for a minute. If, if that speaks to you, if there's something that's... there's a, it's like a, I, I got I got a sense in which, and if you're new, I'm not I'm not doing the channeling thing, or God God just whispers things sometimes just to encourage you, and if that's you, if that resonates with you, you've got a tough situation right now financially, relationally, maybe a diagnosis. And, and, and I, I want to I just take a minute, just take a minute to really pray this word over you. Because I believe breakthrough is imminent. If that's you right now, wherever you are, whoever you are, quickly stick your hand up in the air. That resonates with you. There's a tough situation that's going on. There's a tough situation going on. Come on, stick it right up in the air. Anyone else? Father, in the name of Jesus. I declare your breakthrough over these amazing men and women. Lord, we thank you that you're never caught short. You're never surprised. And Lord, our response is going to be not to try and work it out, but our response is going to be to turn all of our focus and energy onto you. Lord, we choose this day whom we will serve, whom we will praise, and whom we will worship. God, we're going to do that and give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said? Amen. amen, amen, amen. So anyway, anyway, so, so L- Rachel is watching on, four kids, Leah's, Leah is four and O, oh, all right? Uh, Rachel's looking on, she still can't have children, but she has a maidservant, Bilhah. So she gives Bil- Bilhah to Jacob and says, why don't you have some children with, with, with Bilhah? And so Jacob looks doesn't need to pray about that and has some kids, has, 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 has Dan and Naphtali. And then, and, then, and then Leah, God temporarily closed her womb, so she has two others with her mate-servant Zilpah. So Bilhah and Zilpah. Um, there's a rap in there somewhere. Uh, and, and so th- their children are Gad and Asher. And then, and then Leah has a couple more, Issachar and Zebulun. And then finally, everyone say finally. Finally, Rachel has Joseph and Benjamin. That completes the 12 sons who head the 12 tribes of Israel. Come back to the tent with Leah. Every night she hears the giggling. She hears the the, the affection. And all you can hear from Leah's tent is the racking cries of, of, of I am unlovely. Maybe I'm unlovable. And my life maybe is not going to account for anything. You've been there. This is not just some, some woman in the Old Testament that ca- can't touch your situation. I was saying to the first services, some, some of you ladies looked in the mirror. I'm not pretty enough. I, I don't feel very lovable. Rejection has got a hold of your heart. You've been badly disappointed. Guys, I don't think you've been in the mirror going... Am I pretty enough? In fact, we, we, gotta, we, we, we see, when we look in a mirror generally, fellas, we see very, sometimes very different of what's actually real. You know, you might have lumps all over and, the go- and guys look at the mirror and go, hurrah. <laughs> but you might say, have I got what it takes? Have I got what it takes? God, God, God is wanting to do a work in the moment. See, there's four words for time in the Bible. There's, there's the chronos time, which is like the ticking of the clock kind of time. There's kairos, which is the opportune God moment in the midst of the time. Then there's genia or genios, which is generational time. And then there's aenios, which is everlasting time or eternity. Here's, here's what I'm believing for just in this next few minutes that as God opens, opens heaven over you, as God starts to speak into a situation that right now, if it persists, is going to undermine the generational destiny that God has over your life and and God's going to give you a Kairos moment that'll change as you as you line that up with God's best and God's grace that's going to change the generational trajectory of your world and it will be heralded throughout all of eternity that's the heart of God God is not just about building a church. God is about changing culture. God is about impacting a city. God, frankly, is all about impacting a nation. And it may start as you decide to submit that thing. You say, what thing? You know exactly what I'm talking about. To His grace. See, come back to Leah. Times she felt totally hopeless. In the midst, it felt stuck. Stuck. Felt stuck, felt like, what the heck is going on? We look back and just go, wow, look at Leah. But at the time, she, she had to continue to intentionally invest in things that outlived her, her kids. That's all she had going for her. Can I encourage you to keep, keep, keep investing in prayer? Keep investing in stepping up to serve. Keep investing in generously giving. Thank God for those of you that, that this is their, your church home. And, and tithing, it's like, of course I tithe. Of course I give God my very best and first. What, what? Why would I not do that? Why would, I, why would I think that I could do a better job than God, right? <laughs> but, but not only tithing, uh, I see that, that we're going to have some space problems. We've got to build some balconies. We're, 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 we're re- we're got, we're, there's other campuses. I believe this is the first of many that God's going to do. That, that requires resource and, and thank God for you in that. But, but continue to invest in things that outlive you. Can I encourage you, don't quit. Don't quit. Continue to, to press, persist with God's generational dream over your life. That's what Leah did. Can, can I hear someone say, thank God for Leah? Yes, thank God. Come on, thank, thank God for Leah, that she demonstrates to us what it is to push through, keep investing. You see, no Leah... Her third son, Levi, no Levi, you got it? No Leah, no Levi, no Moses. Yeah. Implications? No Exodus from Egypt. No example to us. Huh. No first five books of the Bible. Can someone, can someone say, thank God for Leah? God. First five books of the Bible, that's doing okay? That's, that's way, way, short, way further than her, I'm unloved, I'm unlovely. What's my life accounting for? Not only that, there's more. No Leah, fourth child, no Judah. Judah was the, the, the kingly line. So, so no Boaz, no Jesse, no David, no Solomon. No Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, no Psalms, no Proverbs. Come on, can somebody say thank God for Leah? The little lady that felt unloved and unlovely and my life not counting for anything. But there's more. You see... No Leah, no Judah. No joy to the world, the Lord is come. No Mary, no Joseph, Giuseppe. No, no Jesus. No Christmas story. But there's more. You see, Benjamin was born from Rachel. But Rachel, the biblical account tells us she died at childbirth. So on whose knee do you think Benjamin was raised? Yeah. Leah. Paul, the Apostle Paul, was a Benjamite. No Leah, no knee to raise Benjamin, possibly no Apostle Paul and no half the New Testament. The little lady that could have felt, caught, got caught short, who, who the enemy could have by stealth stolen the generational view. That's what he does. He tries to get us so focused myopically on the here and now, our pain, our inconvenience, our discomfort, our moment, our brokenness, our challenges. But actually, he's speaking and thinking generationally. That little lady, that little lady who thought she was not doing anything actually accounted for half of the Bible as we know it. But there's more. See, if you go to Revelation 21, and I'll just go quick with this. But, but the he- heaven, he- heaven's, heaven's gates, heaven's gates um, are made of a certain stone. Can anyone tell me what they are? Pearls. Pearls. The Bible says 12, 12 gates, 12 pearls. I mean, they're hunking big pearls, right? They're hunkered big pearls. How is a pearl created? not a trick question how, uh, has a, what is okay what is the animal from which a pearl is created oyster how does it how does it has that work what, what 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 comes into an oyster in order to create the pearl sand and irritation and so and so big pearl big hunkin irritation Some of you are only seeing the irritation, but I promise you, if you commit that irritation as big as it is to God, there's a pearl of great price of eternal value coming your way. Some of you got a really big irritation. Now is not a good time to look at your husband or your wife. As you walk through the gates of heaven, can I have the crew up please? As you walk through the gates of heaven, hopefully, hopefully, you look up. And on those pearls, there's one name written. One pearl, one name. Do you know that the names written on the pearls are the names of those that are heads of the the tribes of Israel, which 50% of those, even as you enter the gates of heaven, are the sons, the offspring of Leah herself, the lady that felt like she wasn't making a difference. If I go back, 36 years or something. In fact, go back a little further than that. It started for me at a, as a 14-year-old as a boy. I was, I was sexually abused by a male. And I didn't tell anyone at the time. It wasn't a priest or a, a... It was someone associated with the church at the time. And I felt ashamed and at, at a really tender time of sexual development, I thought, what am I going to do? So I, I decided I'm going to prove my heterosexuality, my manhood hurt a lot of people in the process, in and out of relationships, and end up with a teenage pregnancy. I thought, what do you do? We were going out for 18 months, we're 18. I thought I I, I dropped out of commerce law at university, I got three or four, four jobs it was at one stage, saving up some money to get married, just do the right thing. The relationship fell horribly apart. I take a huge part of that responsibility. And uh, the girl, my girlfriend at the time, married someone a bit older than her, a friend of the family and never saw the child the baby was born on my birthday January the 9th if you want to note it down, cards, letters whatever and I'd and I, and I reckon every now and then, I was way away from God, I just, uh, from that I, I spun out I was, I, was he, I, was, I was hanging with some really rough crew in the, in the, in the red light district in Sydney And and it was not a good scene. I was drunk a lot of the time back then. And, uh, And I was so, so desperately lost. And I nearly got killed a couple of times and finally turned my head for home. Got born again, met my beautiful wife and we had our own kids. And we headed out from that Hillsong church plant back in the day to take our own church on the other side of Sydney. One time I was... I was, I was asking people if they wanted to get their life right with God, just like I'm going to do with you just in a few moments time. And, and I said, you know, people here and, and, and you're away from God and you know it on the inside. And I said, lift your head, I want to pray for you. And, and I, just a couple of people did. In the foyer of our church afterwards, I was just doing the pastor thing. You remind me a lot like when I was pastoring. You do, I, I, so, I, someone can't walk past you without you wanting to encourage them. You, you are a portable encouragement revival unit, you are. And I love you for it. I love you for it. I, I get with a lot of pastors, there are very few with a gift of encouragement like you. You are a deep lover of God and a deep lover of people, my friend. You're so blessed to have this couple, really. And so in the middle of the foyer, I recognised the person that was approaching me was one of those who put their hand up. And so I kind of approached her and I said, Hi, can I help you? Pastor? a new Christian. And this beautiful 18 year old girl looked at me in the eyes and she said, I'm your daughter. First time I ever laid eyes on her. I I said, I'm so happy to meet you. Can I give you a hug? So I was hugging my daughter in the foyer of the church that I was pastoring. I quickly grabbed her hands and sat down on a on a, on a, uh, on a couch uh, this is it uh, pastor to beautiful 18 year old girl holding hands looking deeply into her eyes what's wrong with this picture my executive pastor walks past and went are you okay <laughs> I'll never forget what she said I'm your daughter don't we overcomplicate it sometimes my heart honestly my heart did cartwheels I'm like I didn't know where to, like, I did cry, but, like, just scream. Ah! This is amazing! And here's what I thought I was just a dude trying to get it together. How much more does your Heavenly Father know where I'm going here? When you get, get simplified, this is about, this is a Jesus thing. Rather than bumping along the bottom, when you simply say, you know, all of the pretense, all of the feeling religious, all of the religious kind of stuff that I feel the pressure, all of the things that I do that I shouldn't do. If I just forget all of that, I nearly said a naughty word then. And I come simply to Him and say, Daddy, I'm your son, I'm your daughter. How much more does God's heart do cartwheels from the east to the west? And I believe just in the next few moments, yeah, come on, why don't we thank Jesus. Thank God. Thank God for His grace. Thank God for His grace. There are some of you right now trying way too hard. Some of you trying way too hard to be a goody two-shoes Christian. It's not what you do. It's what He's done. Some of you need to surrender rather than breathing in all the time. Some of you just need to have a good long breath out. Because for some of you here, maybe many, you're aware that something shifted in your heart sometime a little while ago. And and rather than the life of God, you're bumping along the bottom. You're going through the motions. And I want to throw the gauntlet of challenge down to you right now with all of the love that I can muster, but but the authority I can muster. Come on. Time to make a decision to say, time for me to rise up and get intimate again with God for generational outcomes, generational blessings. Here's what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna simply count to three. When I hit three, everyone here who says, Michael, that's where I'm at. I'm visiting, I haven't been to church for a long time, been a long time since I've been in the church. and. Thought the, thought, thought the roof might cave in. We had, had it reinforced just for you. Still there. Or maybe you've just been around here for some time, but if you're honest, it's not really happening on the inside. I want to invite you to step into that God zone. When I hit three, we're going to count to three. Not Not to some weird thing, but just to give you an opportunity to make a decision. When I hit three, everyone here, front to the back, on either side, says, Michael, pray for me. Include me in this prayer. I want to get my life right with God. I've got to come back into that God zone, that sweet spot that I know God has for me. I've experienced it before. Close your eyes, please, right across the house. Bear your heads. I say that just, just so you're not distracted and to give you a bit of privacy, quite frankly. You ready? Here we go. One, Jesus Christ died, took your sin on that cross instead of you that you could be 100% forgiven. Two, the Bible says that, that when, when the Holy Spirit whispers, when God speaks, I'm not talking about audibly, when God, when you know, oh, this is me, he's talking to me. Don't diss him. Don't harden your heart to him. Such a temptation to do that. But, but right now, just go with him, respond to him from the front to the back on either side. When I say three, every person says, Michael, I need to declare my need of Him afresh or for the first time. I've got to come back into relationship with Jesus. I want to I want to have Him reignite my faith. I, I, I'm backslidden of heart. I'm away from Him. No matter who you are, how long you got here, how long you've been here, how you got here today, I'm talking to you. Not the person next to you talking to you. How is your soul with relation to Jesus? If you say, Michael, pray for me, include me in this prayer. I want to respond to Him right now. As I hit three, lift your hand confidently and boldly right across this place. That you do it now, three, right across the house. Many, many, many hands, many hands going up. People responding to the Lord Jesus, yes, yes, yes. God bless you there behind you as well, up the back, yes, God bless you, yes, right up the very back, head on your hand, beautiful, just there, two lovely ladies in there, yes, God bless you, right in the centre there, who else, God bless you there, over here, yes, 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 Yes. up the back, who else, you you haven't raised, God bless you in there, you haven't raised your hand, but you really want to, just going to give you a moment before we pray, yep, up the back there, beautiful, man and a woman there anyone else and, and you feel like God bless you, so glad we waited for you. I just I, while people are still responding right at the back there, God bless you buddy. I just sense there's maybe maybe half a dozen people and there's like a, a battle going on on the inside and, 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 and God is wanting to break through, go with him, go with what he's whispering right now. If that's you, just my final call before we pray. If you haven't raised your hand, but you, but you know you want to, not for me, but but for you in the presence of God, if that's you right now, do it. Lift it up right now. Lift it up right now. If you haven't raised your hand, lift it up. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Who else? That's two. I think there's I think it's maybe four others. Who else? God bless you. Yes. Right at the back. God bless you too. Yes, there. I just think there's one more Who's that? Who's that? You haven't raised your hand But you want to Thank you sweetie God bless you God's been, t- God's been speaking to you At the service He's got something Very very powerful for you Very powerful for you i got a word for you Shame off you Shame off you No place Jesus is king over your life He loves you very very much Come on, BCC. Why don't we thank God for every single one of those that are responding to Him right now. Come on. Come on, why don't we thank God for them. We're gonna pray. We're gonna pray. We're all gonna pray. Particularly those who raised their hand, but we're a family here. We're gonna pray. I don't want you to pray some namby pamby, little like quiet under your breath prayer. Let's pray boldly and confidently alongside these people getting their lives right with God. Is that okay? Is that okay? Come on. You had more sleep than the other guys. Is that okay? Come on, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to You right now in the Name of Jesus. Thank You, Lord God, for sending Your Son to win forgiveness for me. I receive that forgiveness right now. I declare you're my Saviour and my Lord. And with the help of your Holy Spirit, I want to live every day to please you. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. 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 How good is God? How good is God? There are some of you that think, that think, that thing. God is saying, hey, bring that thing to me. Because right now, you've got an awareness that it's 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 getting in the way of the generational destiny that God has for your life. Father, I just pray over that thing. I, I pray for oceans of your grace, an impartation of faith. Lord, for, for people to rise up in the authority of the name of Jesus, to see that thing reversed, that thing broken. Lord, their destiny for the generations to be intact. We commit that to you now, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for receiving the word. God bless you.